Hello, beautiful people. You are listening to the Communal Table Podcast, part of Food & Wine Pro. I'm your host, Kat Kinsman, Senior Editor at Food & Wine. I don't have a guest today. Um, I had a chef lined up who is frankly has other things um on their plate right now and uh is is not in a in a great headspace to deal with with other things which honestly completely understandable and I'm really hesitant right now about you know taking chefs out of the scramble that they're in currently um as they're facing the closure of the closure of the restaurants having to lay off staff who are people who they have been working shoulder to shoulder with for a very long time if not you know in many cases decades and they've got so much going on the thing that i've seen happen however that i wanted to talk about uh today is that i have seen the restaurant industry come together in a way that shouldn't be surprising because that's what restaurant people do, uh, but is 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 mighty and uh, impressive, and I'm really really heartened uh, by this. Um, the other thing that really heartens me is that chefs are ask, finally asking for help. Um, I sent out a note today to our 2019 class of best new chefs who have gotten to know. Uh, they're part of the food and wine family. All of our, our best new chefs are all of our best new restaurants. Um, but they're probably the class of, uh, best new chefs who I know the best. And I wanted to reach out to them to say that, you know, we're all living in incredibly uncertain times and that it was okay to express what they were going through, uh, without any fear of, of judgment, without any, just worry about having to feel like they needed to be tough for anyone else. Um, because usually chefs are the people who, when there's any kind of emergency, whether it is man-made or natural disaster or just any kind of community situation, they are the people who are on the front lines feeding rescue workers, feeding displaced people, feeding people in shock, feeding their colleagues. And right now, they're the people who uh, need our help. Um, there are people who are suddenly jobless, people who uh, have had to close down their business with no revenue for the foreseeable future. That doesn't mean that the bills aren't still going to come in. Um, they have a lot of worry on their plate. And what I wanted to express to our best new chefs and to all the people out there is that it it's okay to ask for help right now because people really, truly want to help out all of you because, uh, again, you're the, you're the people who are always there for us. People are not hesitant to go to restaurants and say, hey, my charity needs whatever it happens to be. Can you provide a million tasting portions? Can you donate? Can you show up? Can you do a demo? Can you do any of these things? Um, and, you know, chefs in this circumstance, of course, are their impulse is to help out, to do what they do best, to go and feed people and take care of people. Um, but they're in a situation right now where they're the ones who, who need it. And so I, I just wanted to let them know that it, it, it's okay. Um, and in fact, it's fine to, to ask one another for, for help, whether that's, you know, emotional or financial or whatever it happens to be right now. Everybody's kind of in the same straits. But it's also really time to ask your uh, your guests, your customers, your community to step up and help you 
here um, in, in, in this time of unprecedented need. Because communities rally around restaurants. They are where we celebrate. They're where we get together. They're where we, we console each other. They're where we enjoy one another's company. They're where we s- celebrate all of our special events. And if we don't all step, step up right now and, and support restaurant people, those, those restaurants might not be around. The other people who we can ask to help are, it, it's the government, state and local governments. Um, it's, you know, people are, are very uncertain about what to do right now. And the, this operates at a few particular levels. There are the suddenly uh, laid off or displaced hospitality workers who need to file for unemployment. Um, and it's, you know, different different things in each state. I've heard many reports of, of states, um, especially here in New York, where I'm recording this, where the website has been slow or crashed or somehow or another people can't get through and apply for benefits. Um, and with that right now, you know, stay on it. Um, we are going to be updating a list of resources for restaurant workers um, on foodandwine.com. I'll include the link in here. Numbers that they can call or websites that they can visit um, to make sure that they sign up for their unemployment um, benefits and can have some of that. The other thing is um, I've seen a lot of really uh, useful and robust petitions online where um, some really great people in the restaurant industry have gotten together to um, to rally at their end join forces join voices and asking the asking local mayors asking governors asking our representatives to uh, lobby uh, on a federal level on a local level on a state level for funding for bailouts for restaurants if we can do this for some of the bigger industries we can do this for the people who who feed us every day um i'll include a link to the petition there but um it's something that's come together really quickly i heard about it for the first time yesterday um and it since then has gotten well over 50,000 signatures to it. Let me look it up in my handy dandy list of resources right here. Ah, yes, it's called Save America's Restaurants. It's a change.org um, petition. And every time I look, it has more and more um, people signing up. And there really, truly is strength in numbers. Some of the other resources that we have going on are, um, I'll, I'll provide links to things like the Gig Workers Collective's resources that has a state-by-state guide of places that you can seek relief. Um, there's another link to the unemployment benefit state-by-state. Uh, tenant protection during the uh, virus outbreaks. So you can find out in your state or in your city what laws have possibly been um, suspended. So you know if you're if you're afraid of being evicted or you know any other circumstance that might happen around like the place where you live or operate your business, there might be some relief for that. Um, there's a link also to feeding America to finding your local food bank. Because the terrible, terrible irony of this is that people in the service industry who feed other people are in danger of not being able to feed themselves or their families. Um, Bar Methods is also um, working out a plan to lobby businesses um, who depend on them, who who depend on bartenders to sell their booze and their products um, for some uh, relief and recovery uh, during this time. Um, I'll, there are a whole lot of links here, um, but what I really wanted to 
focus on a little bit is a um, story that we had yesterday from the incredible Matt Jennings, um, who of Full Heart Hospitality. He is an extraordinary human being who really just wants to make life better for people in the industry. He's got a pretty amazing story um, himself uh, where he went through a tremendous uh, physical transformation and sobriety and he actually left the day-to-day restaurant world so he could focus on first his physical and emotional health um, and support the uh the health of the business um as a whole uh, of the industry as a whole so he he really is one of our i mean the name of big heart hospitality doesn't come from nowhere he is one of the 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 kindest and best people in i'm gonna say humanity not just the industry um who's very fully focused on making sure that other people um can, can stay in business and stay well. He wrote uh, an op-ed for us yesterday called It's Time to Demand Government Action to Save the Restaurant Industry. And it is a full-throated rallying cry. Um, let me just read a tiny bit f- for you. Things will never be the same. After the past week of watching my beloved industry crumble to the ground under the forceful hand of the global pandemic COVID-19, like all of you, I'm left reeling deeply saddened, angry, confused, and fearful of what's to come. As owners and operators, we are used to being in control. We are used to creating our our own opportunities, having the authority and autonomy to mitigate and navigate disaster, to be a positive force within our businesses, like generals leading our troops to war, or a director gracefully conducting a daily or nightly performance. As employees and team members, we are used to being armed with the facts and set to a course of action. We operate from a place that gathers information and then uses that information to craft product and experience. Philosophically, these are simple concepts. But this week, we have seen when the, when the above model is blown apart by the only thing that has a deeper and more profound control of any of our lives, nature. And he goes on to say about uh, to talk more about some of the industry efforts to mobilize um in fact earlier today he partnered with a bookkeeping business to do a webinar about uh what to do now business ops guidance for for restaurants as they're navigating um this time and uh in this story as well he um, pointed out uh four different steps it says for um the steps from here on out that are simple but excruciatingly difficult to endure. One, recognize and fully embrace the challenges on every level. Two, believe there is a solution that can be achieved by group action. Three, trust the experts in individual fields to provide our best information. Four, gather unfolding knowledge and parallel process our demands for governmental action. Now that governmental action part, um, if you've been on social media at all, you have seen pleas from everybody at every level in the restaurant industry saying that now is the time to contact all of all of our elected officials and demand help and a bailout and relief for the restaurant industry. Because honestly, if they can do it for some of these larger uh, some of these large industries airlines and and all you know different other um 
you know, parts of our economy, they absolutely have to do this for restaurants and for the people who work in them. Um, if you don't know how to get in touch with your local authorities, um, some people are using the hashtag save F and B in their social media posts. And that is a wonderful thing to do. That is really a, a great thing to do. And it's backed by the good folks at Chef's Roll who always have chefs and, and their well-being in mind. They are they are chefs. They are of chefs. And all they want to do is to support the industry. But um, if you are looking for a way to find and contact your government officials, go to USA.gov because they have a tool where you can look up your officials by zip code. And that is a really handy thing. And you can call, you can email, you can, you know, text, send a carrier pigeon, do whatever it is you need to yell very, very loudly. And actually a tool that I really love is called ResistBot. And you can easily find that. Um, and it's a tool where you know, it can operate from text, it can operate from Facebook Messenger um, and, and, and Twitter. Um, and they're they're really fantastic. They figure out where you are registered to vote, and then it identifies your um, state and local and federal officials. You compose what you want to say to them, and then it sends it to them um, in one of those formats. And it's it's really effective, and it's so powerful, and you can reach a whole lot of your elected officials at once. Um, we, we have to keep yelling uh, about this. Um, it is a frustrating time and it feels maybe a little hopeless, like like nothing we're going to do is going to uh, make a difference, but it really does. Um, I was talking to a colleague yesterday who wrote a, a really fantastic story about smart ways to support local restaurants uh, who are uh, trying what they can to stay in business, who are doing takeout and delivery or who maybe are selling off uh, some of their their stock from their their walk-ins, or you know, still working with their local farmers, and instead, um, you know, using basket like using say farm baskets, like the people at Kis Kismet are. They're still working with their their local farmer who is able to provide um, baskets of really great produce uh, that people are able to buy through their business, and that is a wonderful thing. Um, and we have. Uh, some of those resources on on the site um, so we can do some of those things but um, my colleague was putting together one of these lists and she said you know this just feels like a drop in the bucket the thing is enough drops land in a bucket and that bucket overflows and that's what we need right now we need every single voice we need everybody in the restaurant industry we need anybody who likes to sit down and take comfort in a restaurant to act now to get in touch now with their local officials and demand this relief, this bailout, if we want to have an industry in the future. Um, I'm recording from my apartment in Brooklyn where I am uh, practicing social distancing. And if you hear noise in the background, that is my radiator. I live in a very old apartment with very, very loud radiators. So I just wanted to note that's what's up with the sound quality. I was also told yesterday by our producer that my peas were popping. So I, she told me to put a sock over the microphone. So hopefully that is working a little bit now. So the thing I wanted to close out on is that uh, in addition to working at Food and & Wine, and actually sometimes they go hand in hand, 
I uh, run a project called Chefs with Issues, and it includes a Facebook group with nearly 4,000 people in it. And I've been asking them what they're thinking, what they're thinking and feeling. It's um, it's a safe place for people to talk about mental health and what they're going through and what struggles they're facing. There are a lot of really terrified people out there right now who are worried about how they are going to um, support their families, how they're going to make it through if they can't go to a, you know, a daily recovery meeting. Um, I've shared some resources in there um, for some really great um, you know, online groups. Um, in the Rooms is doing virtual uh, recovery meetings. There are some incredible webinars that are happening um, right now as, as well that are, that are based in breath work and, and meditation. Um, a lot of the apps right now, like I am a big, big fan of Headspace, which over the past six months has really helped me develop a daily meditation process. Um, I'm open about the fact that I struggle with mental health issues, uh, depression, anxiety, ADHD, and a panic disorder if we're keeping count, which I sure am right now. They're all in full flare currently. Um, but the thing that is keeping me in check is, um, doing, having a daily meditation practice. And I was never a person who thought that this was something that I could do. Really. I didn't, I, I'm just, I thought, mom, I, I just have this jackrabbit brain that isn't going to respond to that. For some reason, my brain took to this like duck to water. Um, there's a lot and it, it just, it works for me. Um, anything from one minute to 20 minutes and you can go longer if you want. Um, but there are some great calming breathing exercises in there. Um, I like the Calm app as well that also has free content right now. And they have some incredibly calming background uh, noises and, and music uh, to use. I know a lot of chefs like to use Insight Timer as well. It sort of gamifies um, the process of, of meditation. Um, and, you know, chefs are competitive and masochistic people by nature often. And I've been told by a lot of people that it um, actually sort of really, really helps with that. More than anything, um, check in on your people, even your people who seem like they're really holding it together right now. Let them know that you're a safe person to talk to about what's going on, the fears they're facing, that if they break down in front of you, it's okay. Everybody's doing that right now it's it's all right to let it out right now or else it's just going to build up and that doesn't help anyone and I, I see people in despair um if you and I know that that can feel really um really dire right now you are not in it alone I can't say that enough you are not in this alone we are here reach out to me on Twitter or wherever else. I'm Kitten with a Whip on Twitter. Come to the Chefs with Issues Facebook page. We're there for you. Um, if you go to foodandwine.com slash fwpro, we have a slew of resources available um, for you there. Um, all the the content that we're doing and the, the stories with uh, with links to all these places that you can advocate for yourself and uh, and get hands-on resources and, and relief. <laughs> My uh, radiator is starting to get really loud, so I should probably cut this off, but please take a moment, close your eyes, maybe sit near a window, go outside if it's safe to do so, take three deep breaths in through your nose and out through your mouth. Just give yourself that time to have some calm in your life, and remember you're still breathing, you're still there, we're all here, and we're all going to get through this in one way or another together. We just have to stick together. 
And with that, thank you so much for listening. I know these are are challenging times. Um, I hope this is of use to you. Stay tuned. We're going to have more tomorrow, um, and you'll be hearing from more chefs uh, from around the country. And subscribe to the Food & Wine Pro newsletter, where we'll include all of our most recent coverage. And most importantly, take good care of yourself. Until the next time.